0: Okay, so yesterday we began learning about the meaning of the half coin. Torah says that when God gave us the commandment to give a half coin as an atonement for the sin of the golden calf, so Moshe Rabbeinu was wondering, um, as Tosos explains, how is it possible that just giving a half coin should cause atonement? And the answer that Hashem gave was showing them the coin of fire. How is showing the coin of fire answer the question? Hashem was answering Moshe that it wasn't the actual coin that caused the atonement, it was rather the way that people gave the coin, with a fire, with excitement, with enthusiasm, the warmth of their neshama, that's what caused them to have atonement. So the question we had about this was, it seems that the question Moshe had was unbecoming of him. Because Moshe Rabinu saw the inside of every Jew. And every Jew inside, as the Rambam says, doesn't want to do a sin. So the fact that a Jew has done a sin is only external. So what's wrong with thinking that the, uh, that the giving of the coin could serve as an atonement for, um, for someone who, um, who only admitted, has done something externally? Something which did not fit their inner core. What's wrong with with uh, this this in eyes of Moshe Rabbeinu, who knows us, who knows that our inner inner self? Why does Moshe consider this to be a problem? Moshe should understand that that the whole, the whole issue was just external. Moshe loves the Jewish people; he sees their inner depth and their inner meaning and their and who they really are. So, um, so why is it that Moshe Rabbeinu um, questioned? the impact of the coin. To explain this, we brought something from the Tzema Chzadeh. quotes the Ramaz. And the Ramaz says that Moshe's question was something else. His question was, since the source of the Jewish people is beyond number, how do they have a number? And the Jewish people, intrinsically, they are infinite, so how do they fit into a number? Even when the Jewish people are called tzaddikim, they are beyond number, how much more so now after the sin of the golden calf and after our teshuva, certainly we are beyond number. Certainly we are infinite. So the question is, how could the Jewish people at the state of Teshuv, the state of returning to God, how could they have a number? And the answer is, as the Ramaz continues, that yes in our inner self is beyond number, but externally our external self does have a number. So the counting of the Jewish people is associated with their external expression, not with their inner self. Yes, inside, their deeper self is beyond number, but the way the, uh, the, the Jewish people are externally, yes, they have a number. And that's the meaning of the coin of fire. The nature of fire is to ascend upwards, to go to, to want to be in its source, and the Baal Shem Tov taught that you are where you want to be. So to the Jewish people, although um, just like the fire, although externally the fire is here, yet it's connected with its in, it's connected with its inner its source. It's connected with its inner meaning. It's connected with its desire to go upwards. Although it's physically here, but what is it really? As Malkshantev says, you are where you want to be. So the fire physically here is connected to its source, and so to regarding the Jewish people. Although they are being counted externally, but this counting is connected with their inside. When a Jew gives a coin, a Jew gives staka, the coin had to be the value of ten geira. Ten geira represents the ten external soul powers which are in the body. There are ten deeper soul powers which are higher than the body could possibly contain. But... By the Jewish people giving this coin, they are connecting with their inner self, and at that level, the inner self, they're beyond any kind of uh, judgment. They're beyond any kind of um, ayn hara, any kind of negative, um, negative scrutiny. So, by giving the coin, or as Erzem Kessel likes to say, the koyin, as we say in South Africa, they are, they are connecting. As there are physical people in this world, with their inner self, with their deepest self, as Rabbi Ashab said, a beautiful story that I shared yesterday, that this other side told Rabbi Ashab, you know, my chassid could speak to Elijah regularly, and Rabbi Ashab said, my chassid, he experiences a revelation of his own soul, and revealing your own soul is far beyond Elijah. So that's what's achieved by giving the, the coin; it 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 reveals your soul. And once your soul is revealed, then whatever you do is different. If you're doing something with soul, it's, it's a whole different ball game. Um, that teaches us how important stock is. That was the end of the first segment of the Ferbring that we learned yesterday. it continues and says that the half coin. This Shabbos we read about the half coin because, the uh, f- the new sacrifices were offered shemalechim. The new offer, sacrifices were offered. Um, f- from the new money that was collected on the beginning in the beginning of Nissan, since um, they had to have new money by the beginning of, beginning of Nissan, they had to collect the money. Um, collect the money by the um, by the beginning of Adar, so in Adar they're collecting the money, and they are giving it out in Nissan. So since this Shabbos blesses a month of Nisan, so this Shabbos uh, blesses rather the month of Adar. Therefore, we read about the, the contribution of the half coin because this is the time. When the Jewish people would give the half coin, which also tells us this Shabbos is connected to Purim, and not only because Purim is one of the days of Adar, but rather Purim is a day that transforms the entire Adar. As we were learning last year, that you're supposed to add in joy in the month of Adar, and you're supposed to bring joy to your family, and just like on the month, just like on a Yontif, you're supposed to give gifts to your family. So too. Uh, Every woman in Beis Batzal came home with uh, sixty pairs of shoes last year because there was sixty days of Adar. Anyway, so um, you're supposed to have joy the entire month of Adar. So um, because of Purim, Purim transforms the whole month. So therefore, um, the uh, giving of the of the um, this Shabbos, which blesses the entire month is therefore connected to Purim, especially because the whole month is connected to Purim. The whole month is a Purim month. It's a, it's, a day of, it's a month of joy because Purim transforms the whole month to be joyous. So there must be a connection, as we'll see, between the um, joy of this Shabbos, which channels joy in the whole month, and the half coin in Parshas The um, the Parshish Mishpatah begins with the letter Vav. As learning earlier this week, the letter vav is very significant. Um, the letter vav means and. And what that word and does in the beginning of this week's Torah portion is it transforms the our perspective. What this Torah portion is about. On the surface, we're reading about laws that are understood in the human mind. Laws that Gentiles may have a similar law as that we do. And the Torah puts that first letter above it to say, this Torah portion is connected to last week. This is also coming from Mount Sinai. Don't just think that last week the Ten Commandments came from Mount Sinai, but also these laws, even the laws that Gentiles are ruling in a similar way to the Jewish court. You should you have to you have to um, go to a Jewish court. These are the laws you shall place before them. Before that means before the Jewish court. You can't go to a Gentile court, although the Gentile court has exactly the same perspective, and it doesn't seem to make sense. I mean, if the goal is, someone stole my hat, and I want to get my hat back. So it would seem, I go to a uh, Gentile court, I go to a Jewish court, maybe I should get my hat back. Who cares how I get it back? If the Torah wants me to get it back, and the Torah says I deserve it, so let me just go to any place that will give it to me. The, the Talmud says that if someone tells you that Gentiles have wisdom, believe them. If someone tells you that Gentiles have Torah, don't believe them. Torah is very different to wisdom. Torah tells you not just what the information is, the analytical thing, to analyze something to its core, but Torah tells you it's a rod, it's instruction, what do you need to do. So, the Torah says, these laws, this Torah portion, vav, they're connected to last week's Torah portion. This is a, a run-on there's a, a Torah portion, it's it's also about Mount Sinai. And therefore it's important that you get your ruling from a Jewish court. Why? Because of the stuff the ruling is made of. You need to, although externally, it is like the Gentile court. It is. And the same result will happen. Yet, as we just learned before, the half coin that was Jewish people gave, it's not sufficient that they gave this half coin physically. But, it has to connect with the inside, and the inside has to impact the outside. As we learned before, that when you give stuck, what happens? It reveals your neshama, and your neshama is then manifest in your physical life, and you do things differently. So, too, regarding the laws you're getting from the court, yes, it may be externally that this is coming, that this is the same result, but it has to be connected with the inner vitality what this is about. It has to be connected to the will of Hashem from Mount Sinai. You have to, it, The stuff it's made up of has to be connected to the, to the external ruling. So you have to get a ruling from a Jewish court, although the same, they're giving the same result of the Gentile court. It has to come from something deeper. Yuvah al The same is also regarding to Purim. How does it connect to Purim? It says that the Jewish people only accepted the Torah at the time of Purim. It says they started to receive the Torah at Mount Sinai. When they fully accepted the Torah at the time of Purim. Although... Mount Sinai was a geval de Kirgili It was an amazing revelation, something similar to the revelation of the coming of, of Mashiach. But the reason why Purim was the time we accepted the Torah was because Purim came with Chol Purim came with serious Nefesh. Purim came with our absolute devotion to Hashem. No matter, no matter what, we would not uh, entertain the thought that it would be easy to... Um, be, to opt out of being Jewish and thus opt out of being annihilated. And yet the Altarab says it didn't enter the mind of one Jew the entire year to, uh, to exchange their religion. And, and the Altarab emphasizes that the decree hung over their heads for an entire year. What's the emphasis of the entire year? He says, just like an Eserich, the Talmud says an Eserich is a unique fruit takes an entire year to produce an esteric. That means not only does an esteric withstand all the seasons, as it grows from all the seasons. And so too these sacrifices that the Jewish people have made throughout the year, throughout the different climates, spiritual climates throughout the year, that indicates a a real um, internalizing of the devotion to Hashem, no matter what kind of things were going on that day, uh, in snow and rain and whatever it was, physically, spiritually, they still remain steadfast attached to Hashem. That's why it, it's considered to um, be the time accepted of the Torah. But here's the question. question like this. The Talmud says that Haman came before the king, and he told the king, I want you to, to annihilate the Jewish people, and I'll give you 10,000 uh, measures of silver. So we know the story. Ahasuerus said, keep the money. It's a great idea. Kill the Jews. shown." But the Talmud says that God made an announcement in heaven when, when Haman came to Ahasuerus. He says, you wicked one, you want to destroy them with 10,000 measures of silver? They already gave their silver before your your silver, and their silver cancels your silver. When did they give silver? They gave the half coin to the temple, because they gave the half coin to the temple, the half coin that was given to buy the sockets of the tabernacle, or, or the half coin that's used to... Um, by the the yearly sacrifices, they gave that half coin, and that half coin is ways more than all the money that you're. actually equals the same amount of the money that Haman was after So Rebbe's question is, why do we need the money? We're talking about people have sacrificed the entire year. Why does God say, oh, you know, why they're they're going to be saved because of the coin they gave? Coin. taste a coin. Let's talk about the love we had for Hashem, the devotion we had for Hashem, for an entire year? Why isn't that sufficient? Why do we need the money? And the answer is, it's not sufficient to have sacrifice. The sacrifice comes from the ten inner soul powers, the soul powers which are beyond the body. If to bring down the inner soul powers into the external ten soul powers which are in the body, which parallel, again, the, the weight of the coin equals to ten um, uh, uh, Gera, ten smaller coins of silver, and the, the the ten inner soul powers have to be manifest not just in our soul, an external part of our soul, but also in our thought and the speech and action. Again, there has to be connection between the inner and the outer. So, by their devotion to Hashem, they succeeded by them revealing the inner part of their soul and. And doing this for an entire year, yes, they succeeded in nullifying the decree in heaven, but there still was a need to nullify the decree in this world. And that's what they achieved by the by using the reveal parts of their soul, that by giving the half coin, giving the half coin means using the, the, the ten soul powers that are within you, and bringing it down physically, buying the sockets of the tabernacle. That's the... Um, the half coin that the Jewish people gave again connects the inner part of the soul with the external manifest part of the soul. This is the unique quality that, quality that Purim has that surpasses Hanukkah. Hanukkah is also day of celebration. Hanukkah is also when, when God saved us. But on Hanukkah the emphasis is that God saved us spiritually. They wanted to, to take us away from Torah mitzvahs and Hashem said no, they won't, you, they won't be able to take you away from Torah mitzvahs. You will be able to light the menorah and you'll be able to light menorah with pure oil, and it will last for eight days. The miracle will be that you will be able to keep torments, it's a spiritual miracle, to save us from a spiritual attack. Yes, they also want to destroy our bodies as well, but their angle was, we don't want there to be religion, therefore, let's destroy the Jewish body. Unlike in Purim, where the focus was, uh, the focus is to kill the Jewish body because we don't like Jews. And, And therefore, What's the celebration of Hanukkah is with Hallel, like, like the menorah. There's no obligation on Hanukkah to have a festive meal. On Purim, there is an obligation. It's all about the surim Purim to rejoice and Purim all the way. Simcha all the way, physical meal all the way. Why? Because it's a physical celebration because God saved us physically. And this is emphasized regarding the entire month of Adar, The Talmud says if you have a court case with a non-Jew, make it in Adar. You'll be far more successful in Adar than um, the the way you may have estimated you can be without the month of Adar. That means despite the fact that we're talking about a situation where you are dealing with someone who doesn't like you about physical things. It's a very earthy thing, right? You're you're, you're being challenged or challenging someone in court, a a non-Jew, about earthy physical things. And you don't know who's going to win. And yet, the month of Adar empowers the low, the low state over there. Because that's what the month of Adar is about. It's about the re- revealing the inner dimension of the soul in the physical world. That's a, and that's why they have to get the physical coins. This is about the month that is transformed. It's about transforming the worldly things, physical things, to holiness. And this gives us power for the entire year. A Jew is a part of God. Everyone can say, you know, I'm part of God, so I have no connection to the physical world. I not have to deal with the physical world. I not have to focus on the physical world. And yet, Hashem tells us, no, you have to descend into, the, into matters of the physical world, and you have to affect them, and you have to elevate them. That means that your godly soul has to go into your animal soul and become one with your animal soul, and elevate the animal soul, and through elevating your animal soul to affect the world. In other words, your godly soul has to convince your animal soul that God is lovable. God is good to bring your animal soul to have it, to be animated with love and reverence for Hashem. And this will cause that when you walk into the things that you have to deal with in the world, you'll you'll deal you'll be able to elevate them and bring them to Kedush. Bring the, although the the physical world has no connection to a Jew. A Jew is a part of Hashem. Even the um, the spirituality of the world is such that it. As the Torah says, the spirit of the animal that descends; the spirit of animal goes lower and lower. That's just the spirit of, of an animal. How much more so the spirit of the, of the world? It's the the nature of the world is the opposite of godliness. and yet a Jew is sent to the world to transform the world, the physicality of the world, and to make the world itself holy. And so it comes out: a Jew is asked to do two opposite things, that are paradoxical. On the other hand, we're asked to be like the Jews in the story of Purim, to have mysterious, Nefesh, devotion to Hashem, beyond logic and reason. On the other hand, we're asked to be involved with the world and to elevate the physical world. Here, are the, 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 the paradox. And how are we supposed to do this? Not just by eating for the sake of Hashem, but to put yourself in the thing that needs to be, that you, that you're, that you are sent by Hashem, the area in the world that you are sent by Hashem to, to live in, and to, to delve into that place and to think, how can I make an impact here? How can I change this? That means it's not supposed to be external. Oh, I want to be yotze. You know, people say, I want to be yotze. I want to fulfill my obligation. The idea of transforming the physical world and making it a home for Hashem requires thought, requires involvement, requires thinking that this is relevant and I have to and, I, and you have to put heart and soul into thinking about how can I make an impact in the world not just you're eating for the sake of Hashem but you're, you're, whether we're talking about your place of business or just your community, your city, your environment the Rabbi Rashab said this he says you need to be a panimi a panimi means that you have to um, you have to be fully there wherever you are panimi means inside to be fully there wherever you are. So we have to connect the inner parts of our soul with our involvement in the world so that we are directed by our innermost self in regards to how we deal with the world. So that we think and we feel and we try and we... uh, Let me say it this way, in one sentence. If If we have a mission over here to change the physical world and make the world a home for Hashem, we don't fulfill this mission by trying to be Yodse. We fulfill this mission by actually putting thought in trying to make a difference. Um, And that's what's going to happen in the third base of M'igdash. It's going to be, uh, it's already built in heaven and it has to descend to the physical world. And how is it sent to the physical world? Through the mitzvahs that we do, through the actions that we do. So it's considered as if we built it there's a connection between the building of Hashem and the building of man. And so too in our lives, we have to connect the inner spiritual building of our souls, the, the, the neshama, the deepest devotion to Hashem, with our physical actions in the world and, and make an impact in the world. The main thing is it should be revealed, it should be revealed in the physical world, in the coming of Moshiach. Chayim, Chayim, Amen, amen, thank you. A great day, Yitroot. We thank you Great Levine. We Great Ravarel, Marcus, Great David, Great Ellen,